The Football Pod. Colin O'Rourke said that in punditry today, that colour, wit and enthusiasm is missing. Tune into The Football Pod. <laughs> Paddy Anders and James Dunne will bring it for you. Subscribe to The Football Pod wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Right, we're turning our attention to athletics. I'm delighted to say Martin Hoare, who is an ambassador for the Irish Life Dublin Marathon and the Irish Life Dublin Race Series, is with us. Uh, the hugely popular race series runs through the summer and includes a 5-mile, 10k, 10-mile and a half marathon. You can enter at irishlifedublinmarathon.ie. Martin, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning. I'm very well. Did you run in today? No, thankfully I uh, got the train. So, run home, hopefully. You do normally run into t- town two, three times a week? Yeah, generally do, to be honest. It's a, it's a nice way. So, I've bit of background, I have two young kids at home, a fairly hectic work life as well, so um, anywhere I can get the training in, I can. So. And so you work in... In Ballsbridge. In Ballsbridge, and you live in Kildare. Where's your nearest train station? Hazel Hatch. Okay, so what, the train would take how long to get in? Um, oh, I'm a train conductor now. I'm about an hour 20, right, I, I okay. want say. Right. And uh, it'll take me about an hour, an hour, 25, an hour 30 maybe to get in. To run? Yeah. Right, so it's uh, actually just as quick. Yeah, well, to be honest, I'm not going to disparage Irish Rail, but no, no, look, any yeah. delays with Irish Rail, I'll beat it, right? Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, when did your running career start properly? When did you kind of think, okay, uh, I'm going to be fairly serious about this? Um... Fairly serious. So I dabbled a bit for, for a number of years. So I, I, look, to be honest, I, I played football for a long time from Maynooth. Um, and to be honest, I kind of took a step change with work. Didn't really have the time for it to commit. To and football? To football, yeah. At um, club level? In, yeah, well, Kildare is fairly competitive yeah, now. Yeah, but it's, the, just, um, it's, it's, like, it's really interesting to hear that there's a pressure on club players to a point where they can't commit to it. Well, you have to look at the flexibility and working in Dublin with a, with a long commute, to be honest, is, is a big game changer. Um, so, to be honest, it was an easy decision for me and to be honest, I had a passion for kind of running um, and I started dabbling and uh, dabbling in running from, I'd say, about 2010. Right. Um, but I'd, I would say really kind of taking it quite seriously. Um, I know when Brendan Hackett came on as my coach in about 2017, um, I kind of took a step up on that. Um, then had two years of stress fractures, which um, was quite interesting. Um, but I learned a lot in it. So you kind of I learned a lot about myself and about how to manage training and load and everything during that time. So, um, a lot how, there. How did the stress fractures happen? <laughs> um, to be honest, it was just poor training. Um, so I had to learn really how to train properly. So going from where I was um, as quite a quite an amateur runner. Um, to learning how to actually take the load and, and to train. It's kind of like building blocks and getting my body able for the str- to be strong enough to hold it. Um, it, it, it takes a bit of time and a lot of learning, if I'm honest. Um, I'm just interested now, and I, I like a, we haven't um, thought about this that much, but the difference between how we train in, in amateur sports, you know, our, our amateur soccer players, our amateur rugby players, our amateur GA players, and now you as an athlete who's winning marathons, um, is there a, is there an easy lesson that everybody could learn if you were to go back and tap yourself on the shoulder as a 15, 16 year old in Maynooth and go, 
might try a little bit differently here. How about, how about we try this? Um, look, I think it's across every sport. Um, like it's it's not just a way of training. The nutrition has changed. Everything has changed. So the nutrition, your strength and conditioning, your core work has changed. Um, and just like when it comes to running load management. So if you're in a field sport, I'm surrounded by kind of jerseys here. But the field sports are a lot easier on your on your on your body because it's on grass. It's, it's far more cushioning there. Um, it's only in the last few years that we've probably had the the same kind of level playing field with the new runners coming into running. That kind of gives you gives us the same sort of ability to to recover. Um, so, like as a fifteen sixteen year old, I'm kind of tapping tapping that guy on the shoulder and saying, "Get get on the track and get out running quicker," nice. um, because that's probably what I was better able to do personally. Um, I've probably lost a few years, kind of. Uh, I wouldn't say lost a few years. It's probably a wrong thing to say because I hugely enjoyed it, but um, I probably like would have loved to have done it a bit earlier. Do you think there's loads of people like that, like you, who are kind of, um, we have an untapped potential uh, when it comes to athletics because people end up playing field sports and, and really enjoying it, as you say, but that actually there is some kind of um, unearthed gems? Yeah, the, yeah, to be honest, the easy answer is yes, right? So um, athletics is like this huge potential. And if you look at kind of what our history was, so some of the people like Tracy, like Coughlin, like the history we have in athletics in Ireland is so big. Um, and it's, it's huge. Um, and some of the, like just the general standard of running back then at a club level was so much stronger and in depth than it is now and, and to be honest you kind of see I think the tide's coming back because I think athletics is becoming far more popular again um, I think it's becoming far like the flexibility and kind of just how people approach it is changing and like you see it to be honest, in this year's um, Irish Life Dublin Marathon that they're promoting kind of bringing more women back into into the long distance events and, and to be honest they have a whole range of um, of kind of promotions to kind of get that female participation up and to be honest that's the way it is it's to to get people more involved in the sport um, and just to, to, to do it really than to actually step back and Are you at peak age for a marathon or what, what is the peak age for a marathon is that the million dollar question or does it differ from person to person? I hope person? I'm not yet. Um, yeah, but no, the, the, there's a lot of different things. So peak age is probably late 30s, which turns out I turned 36. So, um, yeah, so I'm probably in the round where I should be. Um, but with the way things are changing, I think it's going, getting younger and younger for, for a marathon. Mm. Um, I, I suppose everyone's different, right? And as I said, I only really got into competitive, like the topper end probably in 2017, so I was quite late to it. And I didn't have, or I wouldn't have had the same, I suppose, track background a lot of people have. Yeah. So where you'd be quite specialised at, maybe some people might have been 3,000, 5,000 metres. I, I never, to be honest, I barely hopped onto a track in my life. Right. Um, only in the last few years I, I've started doing it to get speed. But to be honest, I always, to be honest, I, I was a footballer and... To be honest, I did that <laughs> instead. So it, it depends on your background. If you if you were very strong athletics background, um, what I'd say is you you come to the marathon a lot earlier, um, and you'd be a lot stronger at it. But it, other people like me, it probably takes a bit more time to build strength. Did it help having someone like Brendan Hackett? Like Brendan Hackett will be a name familiar to a lot of people in in GA circles in mm. terms of intercounty management and, and club management as well. Did it help having him on board because he, he understands your background as a as a GA player as well, but. You know his athletics. Uh, I guess knowledge is second to none as well. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, he's 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 a gem, to be honest, a gem of a man. To be honest, he um, 
he he was the CEO of Athletics Ireland back in 2000. So he kind of transcends both athletics mm. and GAA very, very strongly. Um, yeah, he's huge. So sports psychology, I, I was only telling a story. Um, he plays a lot of mind games, um, which I, I never thought I needed a sports psychologist, but I don't think he actually does it with me, but he probably does. Like when I was going into... You just the, don't know it. Yeah, it just, you just don't know. And <laughs> indirectly, it feeds in. But some of the things he's he's told me over the years like have paid huge dividends in terms of racing. So I, I was telling a story recently about how in the build-up for the, the Irish Life Marathon, Dublin Marathon last year, um, he told me just basically... And he was right. I was in great form. We'd never talked about winning the national title. Mm. That was never even considered. wasn't even a pipe dream. So pressure was up. Um, there was no pressure. I went into it just kind of, let's enjoy this. <laughs> and I, my aim was really to be with the front pack at three miles. So going into Phoenix Park, I said, if I'm at that front pack, brilliant. It, like, that's where I want to be. And that, that was an achievement for me. Um, but he, he turned around to me before he, and he actually went on holidays the, the, the week of the race so he wasn't even around but he told me basically look you're in great form whatever it will be will be n- nothing can hold you back you, you could run 210 215 whatever you could run 225 you, you could win you could not win just don't hold yourself back and don't have any don't have any limits on what you can achieve and I remember going up Chesterfield last um, October and, and kind of remembering that. And the, the group, we split into two groups at How the time. How close to the end of Chesterfield, sorry? It's only about three miles in. Okay, so, so this, this is, is very early. early. Okay, this well, it broke into two groups and um, the, I got dropped into the second and I kind of said, they'll come back. And they came back within, I'd say, about a kilometre. Right. Um, and able to work my way through the field. So being calm in the moment of crisis. Pretty much, yeah. Right, that's really um, interesting. But yeah, like he, he brings a lot from from other sports into it, from a sports psychology perspective. It, it, it does make you, you wouldn't think running needs all the sports psychology that you would maybe mm-hmm. for other team sports. But it's the same thing because you, you're out on your it own. Needs more. You, you, you panic, you're, you're kind of yeah. on your own for like in a marathon, two, two and a half hours. At least in a team sport, somebody can catch it by the shoulder and say, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> but there's, like it's you talking to yourself yeah. for, um, for 26 miles, 385 mm. yards. Did you know you'd won the national title when you crossed the finish line? Like, did you, had you, had you marked everybody along the way going? Yeah, so we were quite lucky. So in the, in the, na- the national title race, so they'll have three cyclists. Um, three marshals, one with each first, uh, second, and third. Okay. So we were in the group going through Crumlin, and there was about six of us. And I was kind of thinking maybe top five here. Um, but as people fell off and kind of dominoes fell, got into third cyclist, then I got to the second, and then I got to the first um, in around UCD. So that's right. about mm. in about six miles to go. Um, so I knew I was in first, um, and funny, I was kind of petrified kind of thinking about what am I going to do in the national um, here with six miles go 10k um, and the cyclist was telling me there's no one behind you so just calm down run slower right I don't know who, I don't know who he had the money on but it wasn't me um, and no and to be honest I, I saw my wife at, uh, at UC or at RTE um, and to be honest she, she hit the roof so right. it, was, it was quite emotional okay wow to get, to get in from there okay so y- like you're kind of you see her from far away you, mm. you have a moment yeah wow that's mad yeah I was going to stop but then I think she would <laughs> kill, I think she would have killed me <laughs> <laughs> when does the psychology kick in because it's easy to be you know in that leading pack after well not sorry not easy but if you're in the leading pack after three miles it's easy easier psychologically to process that but if you know you're at the, in the first place nationally with you know six miles left, surely then the, the psychology starts kicking in. Do any doubts start kicking in? And you're like, Jesus, I'm I'm actually going to win here. 
Um, to be honest, I, I knew I, I could win from there. The only, to be honest, the only risk I had or the only concern, I, I thought my calf was going to pop. Right. So you're kind of running going, and the more people are saying slow down, I was like, I'm not changing my stride. I'm not changing anything here. <laughs> I'm just going to run pretty much exactly as, as you're going to go, right? So like, fr- from a psychology perspective, look, the... The Dublin Marathon, the Irish Life Dublin Marathon, it, it's known as the Friendly Marathon. The crowds are three deep. Mm. Like, and when you're winning it, um, like, to be honest, hopefully I get to experience it again. But when you're winning it, it's insane. Like, the, the, the noise level, the crowds, probably like being in the Aviva, to be honest, this weekend. Like, it, it's quite hard to take mm. in. And you, you don't really take it in. So that last six miles, it was a blur of noise, yeah. familiar faces, and probably the cyclist in front of me having a little chat with me or whatever it is but like it was just a big blur to get through like the mad thing about it is that amateurs can have the same buzz from the crowds as well like because they obviously come out not just to see the elite athletes a lot of the people stay there and, and a lot of people will have that moment with their families as well it was one of the things that um, we found over the years doing the triathlons is that there's an incredible community of people and while you're completely singular as you in the race you're actually part of this massive continuum all the way back to the great Irish athletes but also part of it it seems like a, a big movement of people who are back out in the roads racing and running um, and I, I think that you're right There is. it feels like athletics is having a moment um, uh, particularly our, our young uh, track athletes who are kind of um, just blitzing the world stage at the moment and such great ambassadors with that in mind what's your ambition over the next 18 months as somebody who's won a national title at Marathon um, have you have you a plan have you a dream um, a Paris dream is it um, to be honest, I, I, I don't if I'm honest I probably haven't really thought too much about it so look I've, I've incredibly difficult or like I've a busy job life um, I've two, two, two small children another one due in August so a third child um, as well so to be honest there's, there's a lot going on we have a, few, we have a few dadcast episodes which can help you out with that <laughs> but there's one in specific that I might refer you to afterwards but anyway is it to do with three kids and a marathon runner is it yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no to be honest um, my ambition over to be honest, 12 months 18 months it's just to get faster and to enjoy it. So this year I went to Rotterdam, got a, P, a personal best, as they call it. So two, two hours eighteen fifty-seven. Yeah. So broke that two twenty barrier, which I've been trying to do for I would say ten years. Um, so that was a huge like this is the sort of thing like it's a huge achievement personally for me and to be honest, my family and the support the support I get from them. So like my ambition is to keep improving and just to keep enjoying it. Um, Paris, to be honest, I think there's going to be a very, very strong Irish contingent there. I hope there is. And I think there's going to be the the national title race this year. With the way um, qualification for Paris and the Olympics is now in marathon running. How does it work? So, um, basically, they split it. So, 208 is your time qualifier. So, in the past, it could have been 218. So, 208 now. Um, So, they expect about 50% from that. Um, for the participants in the, Mar- in the Olympics but the other 50% is going to be um, points so you can get points from your national title so you get 50 points or whatever it is um, so basically if you run a time and the points will bring the time down so at 2.11 now could be the equivalent of a 2.08 okay. 2.09 because you have those points difference from to the national up, yeah, okay. so all of a sudden your national title race in Ireland or France or wherever it is hugely hugely important um, so it'll be a very interesting national title race and to be honest the Irish Life Double Marathon has, has buddied up with the, and, and partnered with the national title for, for a number of years now so it happens in Dublin it's the 
it's the centre stage. October Bank Holiday weekend is to be honest for marathon running. It's it's the Christmas of our right. e- of our year, so it, it, everything's going to be. It's, it's a very exciting year this year. Will you do a marathon be- between now and then, like a competitive one? Um, not a competitive one. I'm doing. Um, I'm actually going to Kenya next month um, for a week. Um, the firm I work with sponsor or support a, a charity for wildlife conservation in Kenya, and they. Um, about 10 people globally go over or 15 go to run a, a marathon in it's called a Lewa so it's 6,000 feet and 35 degrees right um, nice so handy one for you n- yeah. not, not something I'd recommend anyone else to do but um, to be honest the opportunity came to go to go to a great great part of the world and support a great cause so I kind of said yeah of course I'll be there okay um, so not a not a very competitive race because I, I, I've never done altitude training or anything like that so a bit of pressure on you though I suspect um, in, that, in that, like, oh, it's in Kenya, and they're the world, they're, they're the world at marathon champions. So I don't know how much there will be. <laughs> um, certainly, uh, in within the firm, anyway. Um, and so there won't be any opportunity for you to pick up points other than at the um, at the national. You, you know, so like uh, it was a brief summary again, but you can pick up points at world majors as well. But so. from your perspective, this year, no, no, no. all right, okay. So um, there's a lot of eggs in the basket for this year's for a number of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. And how many? When you said a, a big contingent, what's well, we have three marathon runners making the Olympics. So I think you can the max that you can put in is three. Okay, um, three male and obviously female as well. Okay, and so um, competition is fairly intense. It, I think it will be, to be honest. Um, I think a lot of people from looking, like from kind of tracking and kind of seeing what's happening are, are keeping their, I would say, powder dry. They're, they're definitely gearing up for a big push later in the summer. Um, and the interesting thing with marathon running and kind of going back to what we were saying about increasing female participation, the really interesting thing is some of our female athletes and, and marathon runners in particular are actually relatively much stronger than the male counterparts when it comes to racing. Yeah. Um, so, like, when when you look at the female team we send, like, I think that'll be actually a, a far stronger team. I, w- I don't want to say far stronger, but, like, it will be relatively... Uh, like, generally, we have had a yeah. lot more success with, with female runners and in athletics. Well, I, I mean, I, I you know, Katrina McKiernan's marathon uh, exploits are obviously a massive target for everybody to try and reach but like if we ever have another Katrina McKiernan marathon we'll be very lucky and um, that'll be a superstar in the making uh, alright so the advice to everybody is try and sign up for the marathon I think there's going to be a lottery again this year is there is that I- so the marathon is the, the so the Irish Life Marathon I think it's fully subscribed this year but it, there is an opportunity for um, transfers happening in the summer so that's okay. something new this summer um, but there's also the Irish Life race series so, so that's kind of um, stepping up from five mile all the way through the summer to um, basically gear you up for the for the marathon um, later in the summer. So that kicks off um, the 18th of June in Corky Park. So that's the five mile, uh, and then into 10k, 10 mile and a half marathon. And to be honest, personally, um, probably going back to last year when, mm. when you asked about it, um, like when I approached Dublin the Dublin Marathon last year I actually felt I was very weak on hills so I'm a Kildare man very very flat flat, flat yeah. area so there's not really much hills and actually the one thing myself and Brendan talked about was actually the race series so the Irish Life race series and using that as as, as actually how to build up 
into into the Dublin Marathon because each of those races are actually quite like the Dublin Marathon. So a number of them take place in the Phoenix Park. You can have a few drags and that and a few hills, and actually that gives you an awful lot of strength um, to actually tackle the full marathon in October. Right. What's going through your brain during that two hours ten minutes? Do you know, that a lot of people talk about running as freedom and their brain is nearly empty. But from your perspective, are you thinking about anything in particular, or does your brain cross into strange territories or? Um, in the marathon, probably not. In training runs, definitely. Um, I'll, I'll think about the 10 emails I haven't sent or whatever else, like everyone else, and the, probably the bin that I never put out. But um, in the marathon, you, you're very much focused on nutrition, like nutrition and pacing. Right. Um, so it probably... Getting the gels in. Getting, like, yeah, carbohydrates in as early as possible and really getting that in. Um, obviously, water. And then just seeing what, where you are in, in the race and kind of p- pacing it on that. Um, there's not really a... I'm not thinking about my holiday in the Dublin Mar- in the Dublin Marathon, if I'm honest. But um, like you, definitely like the freedom. Like it, it's an incredible sport because mm. it, the freedom, the mental health, like benefits you get from from running is just it's 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 incredible. And like you do get to time. Like I will more than likely not come home from a run. I'll probably run home tonight, and I'll have ten things in my my head to do straight away that I have to prioritize. So like it, it's great. Mm. Listen, thanks very much for joining us, Shane. Did, did you run a marathon? Uh, did we manage to get through this whole stop without you bringing it up? I, that it up. doesn't that. I, yeah. I mean, sorry. The whole point of running a marathon is that you tell everybody you ran a marathon. Yeah, yeah. Probably in about twice the time this man ran it. How so. many have you done? I've only done one marathon. All oh, right, Dublin, twenty fifteen. What's wrong yeah. with you? I know. I'm mad to do the flat. Berlin's the flat one, isn't it? Yep. I'm mad to do Berlin because at least the ego will take a little bit of a boost, maybe. If I do proper training for it, so yeah. Ronnie Sullivan's got me back into the running buzz as well. There you He's go. He's mad for it, so. There you go. It's been a week of running on the show. And if you do manage to see a flash of blue when you're on the train from Hazel Hatch into Dublin, uh, bang on the side of the, the train and wish Martin all the best. <laughs> uh, Martin, thanks very much for joining us today. And um, we'll obviously keep an eye on the exploits across the rest of the season. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.